2: tell me your level. I'll see that ten gold. Um, so
3: we're down $3,000.
4: God's damn, the world needs more people like you. What is this, a book? Fighting
3: giants. Feels good. Can I borrow a set of dice? I said I meant no
0: disrespect and I meant no disrespect.
1: off, I get the impression that these dwarves... Wait, one second, taste this. Yeah. I still admire you and I thank you for what you've done.
5: Have you never seen a giant? They're not 80 feet tall. I mean, some of them are.
1: <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs>
3: welcome back to dice shame episode 70 close to the chest
5: mvp this week goes to the himbo from limbo on twitter for their kind words thank you so much
3: thanks Dungeons and Pop is a variety show style podcast with different campaigns that are released in an arc style. If you want to hear PCs hanging out in a pizza parlor for two episodes, check them out.
5: Also, if you're looking for a chance to play some RPGs with our lovely community, we're hosting InvictusCon 2021 over the last weekend in March. Check out our website or social media for all the details. Www.diceshamepodcast.com.
3: All right, should we do this?
5: Aw, oh, yeah, let's do it. It's just beautiful outside. Mm -mm. We've got a fresh blanket of snow here in the Toronto area. Mm. I love it. It's chilly. We had a snowball fight.
3: Did you? yes we did oh my god
5: I think it's kind of nice to be playing D&D in a season that matches the in-game season Yeah, there's something about like looking outside while you're role-playing and seeing the snow covering the ground
0: it, it definitely and makes me want to stay home do you know what's coming up Valentine's Day Valentine's Day that's right Ooh. now Cupid is a ranger yeah. yes. no of way <laughs> he's got a bow
5: yeah but I think fighters can have bows lots of things could have bows Cupid's a
0: fighter <laughs>
5: yeah Cupid is a fighter
4: just a big stupid fighter that's the
5: it's a big stupid fight <laughs> uh,
1: cupid no uh, cupid's thing isn't shooting a bow he's not like expert at perception or anything like that he's he's it's all about charming people so he's some sort of that's right bard, I doesn't, guess, but doesn't man. half the
4: time cupid's arrow goes wide and it hits somebody they don't expect and then there's a whole shenanigan that has to happen yeah
3: so they're a terrible archer yeah, That's yeah. like
5: Shakespeare version of Cupid.
3: Okay, but Justin's right, charm. So it could be bard. It could be like a bard with could range. Could be cleric. Could be arcane really? archer. Can
0: clerics charm?
5: Yeah. Oh. Clerics can charm person at level two, I think.
3: Trickster cleric.
1: They're a trickster cleric. Oh, trickster clerics. Gotcha.
0: Does that mean like the Easter Bunny is really like um some sort of magician in- No, Easter Bunny is a
3: were-druid. <laughs> <laughs> They're were, like a were-rabbit were druid. rabbit <laughs> I'm here to sprint. Obviously, not the Easter fucking. Bunny is a rogue. <laughs> saint Patrick is a halfling cleric, <laughs> right? Aww. Or paladin, maybe saint because right. he's like religious.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Saint high Patrick. constitution, um, high
3: con, r- halfling, know, great drinking.
5: And the Tooth Fairy is your son Henry. Is
3: it, oh yeah, that's true. That's who he wants to be when he grows up.
5: Oh,
4: that's a fun
3: job. Yeah, yeah. he gets really sad because he's like, dad. <gasps> Grandpa wants me to be an engineer, an but engineer. I don't want to be an engineer. I, <laughs> I want to be a tooth fairy. He oh. was crying.
1: Oh, no.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's not
1: so bad. This, this is the real-life equivalent of... I wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah.
5: Do you think Santa is a like a wizard or a warlock or a, what's what yeah, class?
0: He's a fae creature.
4: I think he's definitely one of those like you could you could have a a warlock, a fae warlock dedicated to Santa with the spirit of Christmas. Is he like
5: a fae artificer? Artificer? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, like he induced. In no, because then that would mean that uh the toys we get are magic and they're not.
5: That's wrong. They are.
3: They're super magic. Yeah, <laughs> what is he I think he's just a normal guy. I think he's a human fighter.
5: <laughs> Santa's a fighter. <laughs> he's
3: just retired. <laughs> he's got a lot of time he's on his hands. Sweet. So he... Yeah, he's a he's a monk. Santa monk. <laughs> he's obviously a bard. A bard. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe he's a bard without an instrument. Like he's an eloquence bard or something. Santa oh,
2: maybe to town
3: but he definitely does have like a mystical spiritual aura you know like when mm. you roll a constitution save or be charmed for 10 10 rounds or something like that you know or be
4: holly jolly or
3: be holly jolly. he does
1: have high constitution all of the cookies and milk that he eats i mean his bones are mm. incredibly
4: dense he's just
3: big bone you No, know?
5: oh. <laughs> no i think maybe he's a druid oh he's got animal companions all right with the reindeer right yeah. good
3: point yeah Good point. He's a druid.
5: I think he's an Arctic druid. Dwarf. Of toys.
3: Maybe he's a frost giant. <sighs> so uh,
5: funny. Uh, um, Speaking of Santa.
3: <laughs> and the tooth fairy.
5: <Tuesday. laughs> non sequitur. Yeah, Here's a segue. <laughs> Here's a segue. <laughs> Let's do
3: it again. Here's a segue.
5: <laughs> the town of Jalanthar is a strange sight to behold. The majority of the homes and buildings are dug into the ground, emerging half-crowned with dirt mounds and planted over with grasses and shrubs, looking like a pod of whales breaching through the surface of a winter ocean. The raucous noise of dwarven drinking song echoes from somewhere, accompanied by the aggressive sound of breaking glass. Doran, this is a hero of the war that you fought in. Someone who you knew both by reputation and by his deeds on the battlefield. Falling snowflakes land on his bare chest and melt into water droplets that hang from his plentiful dwarven chest hair. He's solidly built, totally ripped with muscles, but less like a bodybuilder, more like an athlete. His golden breastplate discarded somewhere, he's only partly armored, with a richly embroidered skirt, gold greaves, heavy boots, and vambraces. Not only did he help lead your battalion to victory, but he was a war hero renowned in the lands by your brethren, by most dwarves who still drew breath after the battles.
0: Doran's eyes go wide as the flashback plays in his mind. I I can't say I'm not incredibly pleased to see you. Do you remember the last time we met?
5: He, like... Puts a hand down on the roof and hops down off, surprisingly nimble, and strikes out a hand to meet yours. Can't say that I do, but it's nice to see a friendly dwarven face. Too many of those around me are drunk with the spoils.
3: And Red shoots a look to Kraloth and Jack like, what the fuck? Like, this is the bad guy. What do you mean it's been a pleasure to see you? Like, just totally flabbergasted, three of us expecting you to chew him out. Mm -hmm. And you're like shaking the guy's hand Mm -hmm. Captain. Nurgirl.
0: Chaos Hammer. Ah, uh, I'm at a loss for words because when we approached, I I didn't know who I was expecting to meet. I'm pleased that it's you, such a respectable and known figure. Th- th- these are my companions. Uh, uh, this is a Tabaxi warrior. He's a, he, he's incredible with his bow. His name is Red. Uh, hi. I'll explain in a minute. This 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 tall man here. This is Kraloth. He's. Incredibly wise and strong and uh, very powerful with his clerical skills. Cleric skills.
2: (laughs) Clerical skills. Great (laughs) at paperwork.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. What is this, a book? (laughs) And this powerful mage is is Jack Page. Gentlemen, uh, this this captain, uh, I fought alongside in the last great wars of this land. You don't recall, but you saved my life.
5: Oh, Iron Hammer. Uh, Iron... Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yes. You honor me with your flattery kinsman. Please be welcome here.
0: Mm. Well, I
1: I wish welcome is what we came looking for. I'm ready to follow Doran's lead here.
4: I'm a bit eyebrow raised.
3: Yeah, Red's a bit, like, flabbergasted.
4: Jack's gonna try and get Red's attention and be, like, close to the chest, right? That's how we're playing this.
0: Right, right. And he sort of swallows hard. Captain, I... I'd like a word with you in private. Have you got quarters here?
5: Uh, yeah, of course, come on in. And uh, he leads you into the keep that he had just been repairing the ceiling of. As you enter, it's clear this is a really roughshod building. In fact, he was not the first to nail a shield to create this ramshackle roof. There's like old weapons and shields all kind of just plastered together along with some strange corrugated iron sheeting. And um, he-, he leads the four of you into this building and uh, the dwarves on the outside sort of nod at him as he enters but otherwise show him no salute or deference to his rank Mm. and he sort of gestures I'm, I'm sorry we don't have any furniture here but uh The floor will do for me if it'll do for you.
0: Listen, I'm a bit taken aback that uh, your, your infantry show you no respect, no salute.
5: These are tired men, and I don't require it of them. To be honest, these are different times than they used to be.
0: To not ask simple respect from warriors below you, I mean, I'll be honest, it looks a little weak. And I mean that with all due respect.
5: That may be, Doran. That may be. I digress.
0: We share in similar prey, you see. We too have been taking down giants.
5: Well, that is fine game to hunt, my friend. They are.
0: Very fine game. But you see, we are uh, approaching it from a different perspective altogether.
1: And Kraloth leans forward and he says, "We did see how you guys were taking down these giants, and I got to say I'm I'm awfully curious." How were you luring the giants to you?
5: These farmsteads are perfect places to create traps for hill giants, especially them being, and I'm sure you know, the greediest of the giant kind. They're lured to livestock like bees to honey.
1: Mm. So uh, you procure the farmhouse, you get some livestock,
4: you lay it out, and then you just wait. That's it. Any chance they're running from Grudhog now that Chief Goh's dead?
5: Don't know anything about that. Mainly just dealing them on a first come first serve basis. We mostly are serving death.
1: Do you Do you happen to know do the Do the giants have a den here nearby or? I don't
5: have enough dwarves at my uh, disposal for there to be like a squadron of scouts or anything. Do you have information about a hive of giants?
1: Recently, the uh, hill giant uh, location down south, uh, south of uh, Goldenfield, was taken out. It was it was destroyed. We defeated Chief Ga. Yes.
5: Well I would buy you a drink, but there's no tavern here, so you'll have to just accept my praise.
4: I mean I guess not if you hadn't kicked out the people running it.
5: Mm. Do I detect a note of uh
0: passive aggressiveness? We're reaching the point. This was the subtle approach.
5: <laughs> the oh no, Jack's Jack's shitty
1: at it. Yeah. I think, I think Kraloth is going to step in again and say, <laughs> it's, it seems interesting for your tactic. Uh, you see, here you are, you, you are clearly fine hunters, and you want to take down the, the biggest game. These giants are massive, they're threatening foes, and you've been able to take them down at every stop you've gone to. You have a very skilled band. If you're so, if you're so talented, which I know you are.
5: We saved those people. Yesterday they cried because of us. Because we put them out of their houses. But they'll weep sorrier tears after being met by giants, I promise you.
1: Mm, of course. They're alive thanks to you. Those giants would have come either way as long as they had They're
5: livestock. well on their way to safety of city walls and guards. Can I just
3: say that I love the juxtaposition between flattering a wizard and trying to flatter a dwarf? Because it's so cool the dwarf's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's, it's really cool. Mm.
5: We've only begun to meet the tide of this terrible evil, King Harnoth would have us sit idly by at the Citadel and watch the wave of giants crest over all Faerun before attempting to mop up the aftermath. But I refuse to allow your folk to take the brunt of this wave. I am a tidebreaker, not some scavenger. Aye. Let us end this before it truly begins.
0: Aye. And I pull up my fist and I give him a props, you know? Yeah, a fist
5: bumps you. Doran, you know war. Let us together circumvent this genocide. A farmhouse will not prevent the morbid persistence of a giant. Let the country folk flee to the cities while they still have time.
3: Now, don't you feel that maybe there is a way to go about it without being so forceful? Throwing people out of house and home. I mean, these giants that plague the land are also going between the people that are heading towards these
5: walls. We are soldiers. Tabaxi, not diplomats. We do what we know best. We get people out of harm's way and we take care of the threats.
3: And your king sanctions this? No. <sighs> Nurgirl,
0: I need to say this. You're giving us a bad name. They don't deserve this. And yet here you are, like a bandit, like some sort of Nurgirl. You're ruining the regard that we've built for ourselves when we won the wars of this great land. Let us take on these giants together. Let us go to them. Take the war to them. Destroy their home. Not the other way around.
5: No, Doran. I can either sit in the citadel at my king's bidding and do nothing and wait and see and hold my breath. Or I can come out here on the plains and address the giants where they hunt.
0: How many giants have you killed?
5: They number in the dozens now, friend.
0: And how many farmhouses have you destroyed? How many how many families have you put out of their
5: homes? This is bigger than home.
4: He's 100% right. I don't love all these people losing their homes because I think ultimately... Everybody here is trying to save people, but fuck, it must be frustrating for King Harnoth to be holding you back when when what you do best is fight giants out in the field. God's damn, the world needs more people like you.
5: Thank you, wizard. Children like this have never seen war. They don't know what's coming. And yes, we may have made refugees of them, sent them for the safety in the walls of the city, but at least they're free to run now with roads unspoiled by hordes of orcs and rocks from the sky. They don't even know what they're running from yet, but right now they're free to run.
4: We need information. Yes. We've got pieces of this picture, more pieces of the puzzle than you do. And I, you know, I'm hoping we can we can leave this meeting trying to fill in the gaps and trying to sketch the bigger piece of the puzzle because we need folks like you. We need, we need folks like you to be talking to the folks in Waterdeep and to be talking to the Harpers in Everland and to be working together to defeat these giants because no one of you alone are going to do it. If we could meet tomorrow and, and try and come up with a plan where we can work together. And at the end of the day, we've, we've set a little fund up for the refugees back in, in Everland. If at least tell them to go see the baker.
5: He smiles wryly and nods. As if
0: that means something. Whatever happens, I still admire you and I thank you for what you've done years ago on my behalf and for our kin. I just hope that we can attain the grace and honor that we worked so hard to build.
5: Would that be so, Doran? Would that be so? And he leads you all back out into the sunlight.
0: Hmm. Doran,
3: you can't honestly think that this guy is someone to follow. I mean, look at him. <laughs>
0: Besides looking gorgeous, I mean.
4: It's that chest hair, I tell you.
0: I I, I I, believe you. I, 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 To an extent, I agree. But this is like stopping a, a boulder from running down a hill. It's, it's very difficult to do, especially he's got all these dwarves to back him. I, I think the only way that we can really possibly have any chance here is to simply go. Guide which direction the boulder goes in, so to speak. Uh, I agree. He's a, he's a
4: weapon. We just we just need to aim him in a direction that's productive.
3: You think you can aim him? Red points at this like flowing-haired, barrel-chested dwarf who's like in a beam of sunlight. <laughs> he's yeah.
5: carrying this golden hammer, this this weapon with such ease, like practiced. You know, yeah. He's
4: I mean, his heart's in the right place. We, we heard him. He, he wants to do good. He doesn't want to sit around because King Harnoth tells him to. He wants to figure out where the giants are and punch him in the lip. And I think, you know, that's, that's a productive impulse. Just, you know, yeah. less destroy the countryside and disrupt all the people and, and scorched earth it. That's the part we got to tamp down a little.
3: I, I know strong personalities and, and they're not easy to persuade. Red sort of makes a look towards Jack <laughs> and then towards Kraloth and then towards Doran. But I mean, can this force even be wielded at all? Are they, are they an army? Are they more of just a group of bandits, as Doran said? You can uh,
5: roll insight if you'd like.
3: Happily. I'm going to roll with my brand new official red dice that I got for Christmas Ooh. a long time ago. Nice. By hummingbird dice. And they rolled me Twenty-two. Fuck yeah. Hey,
5: okay, not bad. So you see them and they are drinking. There are some tankards of ale lying around on the roof of this house. And as you watch and you pass by tailing uh, Captain Chaos Hammer, one of the dwarves shoves the other dwarf and they get in a bit of a tussle. It seems to you that they want to fight no matter what. they're Whether they're fighting giants or each other or... Uh, there, there's definitely a lot of simmering aggression in this okay. crew.
3: Yeah, and Red just turns back to Jack and just like, look, if you think that we can guide this boulder, he says, gesturing to Doran, then I'm all for it, but I feel like you're gonna have to put up a convincing argument to make these people follow any sort of plan. Yeah, I mean, I've
0: seen this before.
3: If these dwarves weren't led by Chaos Hammer, I would think them no different than bandits. Let's not lose sight of that.
5: You come to the outskirts of the town, where a squadron of four well-armed dwarves is waiting at lazy ease near the entrance, where the two hill giant heads decorated on pikes stand on either side of the road. In their midst, five men stand. Three humans, one halfling, one elf— They're uncomfortable, looking all around the town at the Dwarven occupants. And Captain Chaos Hammer is already interrogating these dwarves when you come upon the scene, trailing after him. Hmm. And where did you find these captives again? Hmm. Yes, all right. Well, bring them in. And this crew of Dwarven soldiers begins moving these humanoids into the center of town and he nods at you guys as you come up on his rear
0: doran looks at jack crayloth and red and with a knowing glance jogs up and catches captain nur kind of continues to walk with him Mm -hmm. what's uh what's going on here what these captives they don't they don't look like dangerous folks what's going on What, what are you doing
5: these men were Found alongside some other townsfolk in a cave system northwest of town. They uh they volunteered to help us clear the area of giant activity.
0: I, I wonder, uh, Captain, if I if I could bend your ear for another moment, and I and I kind of wave back to my companions to to catch up with me.
5: Sure, yeah. So he pauses in the middle of the road and uh, waves his retinue of guards on yeah. into the center of town ahead of him.
0: You know, in sort of a a way, I want to show. Captain Nurgirl, the advantages that he might have with us so you know Doran turns to Jack and says hey Jack uh, pull
4: up that map of the area if you don't mind. Jack snaps his fingers and a map is projected in between us and, and I make it as big and as fancy as I can so it's, it's really like five feet by five feet showing as much of the area as I can and as we and just sort of having it zoom in showing our whole adventure and then coming down to this like just the, the spot where we are now
3: yeah can I roll insight to see if he's impressed at this? Sure. Uh, Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Oh. Yeah.
5: Um. He nods in appreciation, but isn't like whoa wizardry. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's, this is a a man who's older than all of you. Mm. You mm-hmm. see him nod in appreciation, and he kind of like dry washes his hands a little bit, maybe out of impatience. Right.
0: A little? And that's when Doran turns to Red, and he says, "Now, Red." Um within the 5 mile radius of here are there any uh humanoids that you might pick out to be uh of giant size? Red rolled in sight. Which means Red is aware that he's not impressed. Unimpressed. Yeah, yeah. But Red
3: is kind of like uh uh yeah, well, you know, we definitely have a, an idea of how many creatures could be around. Dora, it'll
5: take me a minute though. So Red lays on the ground for a full minute. (laughs) And Chaos Hammer is like looking over his shoulder at his guards moving deeper into the city. He's like, is is there anything else here?
3: Captain, please use us as you will. Let us show our prowess in battle when the giants come.
5: Wizard, create a map of the town. Done. There are some men uh, here keeping watch. I've got four on patrol.
4: There's another option. My magic can move an awful lot of dirt, and and maybe I'll even snap my fingers and have a five-feet pile of dirt appear beside me from a hole, you know. We can build a berm or a wall or something defensible awfully quickly if we've got some time before they show up. Is there somewhere you'd think is more defensible that we'd like to build a bit of an embattlement?
5: Now that's what I like to hear. Some real strategy. All right. And he starts laying out on the map with one stubby finger, exactly where he would love a trench to be dug. Done. It's, it's kind of in a semicircle around this keep in the center. I'm going to have the captives on top of the keep.
3: Chaos Hammer, I'm a pretty sharp eye. I, I, if you'd permit me, I'd love to be in a place, maybe center town, and I could be attacking anything that might be coming.
5: Excellent. Archer, then. You yes. stay on top of the keep with the captives.
3: Dead red light kind of beams a little, looking at the others like, I have a job too, guys.
1: (laughs) Uh, I have some ways to keep your men alive. If you put me on the front lines, I can uh, keep them protected from the giants.
5: If we can have this trench dug to the south of the keep, the road comes in north here. We're going to have most of the men stationed toward the north. You can be there, Cleric.
0: And I mean no disrespect, Chaos Hammer, but you said that these dwarves are soldiers, but I still haven't seen any one of these soldiers show any form of respect to their leader. We need to rally your soldiers. Put us all on the same page, put us all in the same
5: mindset. Just because you say no disrespect, Doran Iron Fist, doesn't mean that none is taken. (laughs) These are men whose abilities are tested by many decades on the battlefield under my command. And just because they're not done talking yet, young Doran Iron Fist.
0: And that's when Doran also gets confrontational and steps right up nose to nose with Nurgirl.
5: And he continues. He's like spitting on your face a little bit as he's yelling. He's like, just because you haven't seen these men in battle doesn't mean they're not going to swing circles around you on the battlefield. I said I meant no
0: disrespect, and I meant no disrespect. Then
5: stop spitting on my face! Well, I only do it out of respect,
0: Chaos Hammer. And he clangs his axe against his chest plate. When I say rally, I mean rally. How are the other
3: dwarves that are standing around reacting to this
5: you look around red and you see all eyes on you no one has moved around to encircle you or anything but everyone who is sitting on the top of a house on the top of the keep they're all watching
0: i think i tap Doran and i'm like darn, it, darn it. no no but i and i'll follow you chaos hammer i will
5: i should hope so
0: i feel eyes on me and i turn and you all should too this isn't just any dwarf. And I raise my axe and I'm pointing around at all the other dwarves that are watching us. And I point at Chaos Hammer. This is not just a dwarf. This is Captain Nergrill Chaos Hammer. And I say we raise arms and stand beside him, not as rabble, but as one. Who's with me?
5: <coughs> Captain Chaos Hammer turns away from you and starts walking down the road. And then he looks back, over his shoulder, and he says, be ready.
2: Doran,
1: you shouldn't have done that. I don't think they know what's coming for them. I have a feeling they're underestimating what the giants are going to send. It is what it is. I think it might be up to us to come up with a plan just in case these giants attack on
4: multiple sides. I can get a five-foot deep trench and a five-foot high berm in about half an hour. You know, now i got to move it 10 feet. I can get a 10-foot one in, you know, maybe an hour and a plus. Or given give two and a half hours, I can get 15 feet of trench and a 15-foot berm for us to stand behind in like two and a half hours. Let's move some dirt. <laughs> Let's move some
3: dirt. <laughs> Let's move some dirt. Rob's Montage.
5: done some quick math.
3: I think Red sort of hangs back with Crayloth and says, look at these men. I mean, they've killed giants. We've killed giants. I mean... This isn't Golden Fields, despite what it looks like. These aren't farmers. These are. And I would imagine, are these like level seven ish? Like, are they of our ilk or are they weaker or what's the.
5: You can roll Persuasion.
3: Persuasion.
5: Persuasion. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can roll Perception. Tell me your level. Persuading the
3: GM. (laughs) Okay, can I just say, these fucking red dice have all rolled above 12 so far. there you go. Nice. 20, dirty 20.
5: So these orc. Oh, no. These orc. These. Uh, Secret
3: orcs.
5: (laughs) So these dwarves look battle-hardened. They are covered in scars, very similar to the way that Doran has scarred forearms, scars on his face now from the devil that he fought. These are dwarves that have seen some significant battle. They do seem a little bit weary, a little bit less alert than you all are, maybe less aware of the threat that is going to accost them. They also don't have any kind of magical equipment. They're very basically outfitted. They have great axes and heavy crossbows Mm. sort of (laughs) nearby.
3: And yeah, Red says to Kreloth, maybe they don't know what's in store for them, but this is different. This is a group that has a plan. For better or worse, they have a lure, they have an a idea where they took over this town to do this. I, I feel like this is one situation where following their lead might be beneficial for us.
1: No, no, I, I, I agree with you completely. I simply think that there is some hubris here.
3: Maybe we should take a poke around just in case, uh, you know, while we're waiting on this time. I'd like to sort of see some of these dwarves in their action moving about. See if we can't hmm. sniff out any other hubris. And and on the hubris point, I agree. I, I think hubris is on both parts here. I think we came in this thinking that we were going to be the biggest fish in this pond. And it's very clear that we are the smallest.
1: Indeed. And Kraloth is standing. He's petting his new black Tressum. I was wondering what
0: you were doing.
3: Oh, good, Jackson. All right. Well, let's take a poke around.
0: Lead the way. Doran is already kind of walking in the direction of where he might believe there's a... Is there a blacksmith or some some form of a sharpening wheel?
5: Yeah, so one of these hovels, if you poke your head into a number of different dwellings, one of them has a series of chimneys on the top of it, and inside you find a rudimentary forge.
0: All Doran's gonna do is cleaning up his own weaponry. He's gonna sharpen orc splitter. <laughs> That tickles.
4: Oh, (laughs) caught me by surprise entirely. I was not expecting Orc Splitter. Yeah.
0: yeah. And maybe there's like several little things that Doran fixes upon his own armor and it comes out looking almost polished.
5: Jack, you spend the next number of hours digging this trench and building a berm.
4: Jack's really excited to throw his mind into a technical challenge because his thoughts are really worried about Torin. This whole situation that he knows he's out of his depth to try and influence people. So he's, he's all about like, okay, let's build a big trench. We're going to put a wall of dirt on the other side of it. We'll sort of step it back so people can manage. I
5: think once you start building the berm beyond eight to 10 feet tall, Chaos Hammer's like, what are you doing? The giants need to be able to see the bait. That's the whole point. Wizard, were you not listening? Yeah, well. uh, Have you never seen a giant? They're not 80 feet tall. I mean,
4: some of them are. You haven't seen those ones? (laughs) Smart
5: ass. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of shakes his head.
4: If the bait needs to be taller, we can sort that out too.
5: Yes.
3: As Red and Kraloth are sort of moving throughout the encampment, I I don't think our usual tactics about blowing smoke up his ass or even being confrontational necessarily work for him. He's definitely someone who values Mm. strength and power. Mm -hmm. But I think part of the reason that all of this rabble don't really pay him much mind might be because of that same sort of experience. I. Mm. He's a hero for sure, Mm -hmm. but not one that seems to need the limelight. Well, he
1: may not be coming from a place of balance in this, but uh, maybe we'll learn a thing or two from them. And Kraloth has stopped and has started setting up a little fire and a big pot, and he's throwing some stuff in for soup. Mm.
5: As you start setting up this cook fire, Kraloth, one of the knights comes up to you. He's like, oh, so you're making some food, are you?
1: Oh, yeah, I uh, just looked around and thought uh, you guys might be good with some warm soup in your bellies.
5: <laughs> Nothing that a dwarf likes more than having some warm soup. We've got <laughs> some rations uh, with us. Do you mind if we bring them over?
3: Yeah, please do, please do. Uh, Chaos Hammer asked us to do this, make sure the troops were fed.
5: Well, that's a good plan. Can't fight on an empty stomach and all that. Mm, all right, mm-hmm. uh, just just hold your horses. And he goes off and returns with some some food.
1: Kraloth nods to Red and uh, acknowledges, okay, he understands.
5: He brings a sledge with some boxes on it, some wooden crates. Roll a perception for me.
1: Okay, I got an 11.
5: All right, as you're prying open some of these crates with the dwarf, you recognize that some of these boxes are, are trade boxes mm. One of them is marked For Everland I As see. a destination
0: okay. So they're not only putting okay. people out of their homes But they're steal- stealing trade food as well mm. like,
5: And actually one of the other crates Something a little bit smaller But it's containing cured bacon Like cured meats mm. It's marked for Citadel Feldbar
3: Giving sort of a nod to Crayloth, Like playing it coy Red's just like Ah, these were from Evelyn. I guess you guys needed some extra food, eh?
5: Well, it's hungry work.
3: Of course, of course. How did you go about grabbing this one?
5: The river's just there. Trade boats come up and down all all the time. We just take what we need.
3: Right. Chaos Hammer is a a smart leader.
5: Nothing smarter than keeping your army fed.
3: You you have to do what you have to do. Uh, Obviously, you let the trade caravan go, the people who were driving it.
5: Well, if if you've got this one...
3: Uh, oh, this is Crayloth, and I'm Red.
5: W- wonderful. If you've got the food, Crayloth, would you like to play some dice, Red? Uh, sure. Yeah,
3: well, of course. <laughs> Wouldn't say no to a little dice.
5: So we leave Crayloth slicing up thick pieces of bacon and mm. onions to put into this soup. And I kind for the of, troops.
3: as the dwarf heads heads forward, I sort of hang back a second and be like, "I'm gonna see whatever I can get, but I'll play it real coy. Don't worry." And I continue mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red comes back fully nude, lost all of the gold. <laughs> well, um so we're down three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if and you'd like we phone.
5: can actually do some gambling here.
1: Ooh. Sure.
5: So this is a mini game and anyone who's interested in coming oh. by can come and play. Uh, wow. Uh, I know that Jack is busy playing in the dirt and uh, Doran is sharpening his weapons, but there's always some time for dice. And the best part
3: is, you know, Red is, has the bag of holding with everything in it. So he's definitely the most trustworthy. To right. Keep so
4: he can, he can put
5: everything <laughs> on the line never told here. you guys a single lie. Yeah. How do we play? You have three opponents who are sitting on the dirt, basically, drinking together. Okay. They're all dwarves, and they have dice. You watch them for a round, maybe, just to get a feel for the game. You see that they have these dicing cups, and they're rolling bones, D6s. Nice. They have four in a cup, and they roll them and then dump the cup out in front of them, keeping them hidden they pick out one of these four dice and they reveal its number to all of their gambling buddies. So they're rolling 46. They're picking one out and showing it to everyone. And then it goes around the table, kind of like poker where you just progress clockwise and everyone bets or decides that they're going to be out of the game. And then once the bets are settled, you reveal your three hidden dice. The person with the highest total wins.
0: Cool. I'm going to... So, can I play as an NPC?
5: As an NPC?
0: I don't think Dora would be down to play dice right now.
5: Hell yeah, you can absolutely dice as an NPC. Why not, Alex? Cool. Um. So, Red, you want to sit in on this game? So,
3: Red sits down and he's like, Oh, right, I, I guess I, how do I play? And they explain it. He's like, uh, okay, can I borrow a set of dice while I play? I mean... I, I don't have any.
2: Oh sure, you can borrow this pair.
3: And what is this dice? Yeah,
5: these are like legit bones. They're bone dice made from they're it's kinda grisly. They're it's why don't you roll nature?
0: Is there at least one gotta be at least one tooth in there. Natural twenty. Holy
5: are shit. Are you kidding me? These
0: these dice
3: have been rolling so well. I
5: think she probably waited. What if them she waited for them, you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> One one can hope. Uh, literally grizzly These are dice made from bare bones Oh
3: my god
5: mm-hmm. So roll 4d6 And then Alex and Harlan and I Will all show what we got on our d6 I rolled a 3 on the one I'm showing you I rolled
3: 2 on the one I'm showing you
5: And I rolled a 1 On the one I'm showing mm-hmm. you And uh, I think maybe we'll just be 2 dwarves and red playing I'm gonna start by betting 10 gold Ten gold on this hand.
2: I'll see that ten gold.
5: Ten gold. Yeah. There, cat. A
2: ten gold here. Over to you, cat.
3: Oh, uh, sure. I'll uh, do ten gold and I'll raise you
2: three. Three more gold. Raise a
5: three. Raise a three. No problem. I'm in. Oh,
2: fine. I'm All in. Right. Three gold more. Sure.
5: So the pot's at 39. Show em, boys. Thirteen.
2: No, I've also got 13.
5: Oh, wow. I only have six. Well, then we split the pot. Ah.
3: Oh. Well done, guys. Oh,
5: right. <laughs> Red, you lose 13 gold. All
3: right, now I get it. Let's try one more time. And Red shakes his dice and throws them down. Uh, I got a one, Red says.
5: <laughs> a two for me. Oh, uh, no I got a six. Oh.
3: Uh, I guess I'll start the pot at, uh, well, let's say 20 gold this time.
5: The dwarf looks back and forth between all of you. Uh, all right, 20 gold.
2: Oh, well, I'm going to raise it to to 40 gold. <laughs> Oh, all right, 40 gold.
5: A little rich for my blood. I'm out.
3: Uh, Well, if you're going to put 40, I guess I'll put another 10
2: in. All right, 10 more gold, and I'm going to raise it again up to 20 more gold. That's 70 for you and 70 for me.
3: I'll, I'll. uh, You know what?
2: Let's make it, let's make it an
3: even hundred.
5: Whoa.
2: Uh, Okay, fine, an even hundred. I like the way you play. You're not afraid of my six, eh? (laughs) You know
3: what? I'd like to... Why don't we raise it and, and bet the pair of dice that I'm playing with? They're pretty cool.
2: Uh, okay, but that's my favorite set.
3: All right, let's so do this. The
5: pot is 220 gold right now.
2: Woof. There's a little crowd gathered around. Mm. Uh, let's see what you have. You raised it last. I have 15.
3: Wow.
2: Oh, damn, I have eight.
3: Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to bluff you. And Red pulls 220 gold. Forward.
2: And my dice. Hey, the cat took my dice.
3: Wow. Well, thanks, guys. I stand up with 210 gold and the other two just fuming.
5: You yep. feel
2: robbed. Now you feel jacked. <laughs>
5: Usually we don't bet that much money. You're just trying to seem like a big guy, you know. It's your fault. I know. I always do this. This is why my wife left me.
3: <laughs> Red stands up and is like, I feel bad for taking all this money. Yeah?
5: That's okay. It's just kind of how the game works. Yeah, that's Have you never gambled fun? before? Yeah.
3: Say, uh, what do you think of Chaos Hammer?
5: Uh, he's he's pretty cool. I mean, got a set of uh, Citadel Ad bar, so got that going for him. And I, I, I mean, man, he's a, he's a war hero. So
3: yeah, but uh, I mean, is that the is that the consensus among everybody? It, it does seem like people don't pay him much mind. Nah,
5: that's just your opinion. This is you're an outsider. You don't know how dwarves are.
3: Can I roll insight on that? Sure. Twenty
5: one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's respected because of his battle prowess, his strength, but they're also pretty casual, probably because they have spent a lot of time together, you know? Cool.
3: So it is just a casual It's more like friendly,
5: you know, rather than like, he's my boss. They respect him for sure, but they don't necessarily like bow down to him or defer to him.
3: Yeah. If this escalated to an all out war, uh, how would you feel?
5: He thinks for a minute. I could do with a war. Yeah. I-, I wouldn't mind it, frankly. I mean, I- I'd never thought about it before, but it's kind of nice to feel like I'm needed. Like I got something to live for and die for. Yeah,
3: I mean, even if all the giants are done, there's plenty more that you could do. I mean, this town's pretty nice.
5: Yeah. It's it's nice right now to, to have a reason to get up in the morning, you know, fighting giants. It feels good.
3: Right. Thanks so much and uh, take care. And Red heads back to Kraloth cool. and sort of Bends down next to him. Mm. And off, I get the impression that these dwarves want Wait, blood. Well, one second,
1: taste this. Yeah. And oh. I hold out a soup and I hold it up to your lips. Oh.
5: Oh, hey, that's pretty good. It yeah, always tastes better it. when it's stolen. Yeah, there were yeah. some
1: spices in that uh, That uh, <laughs> from
4: Feldbar. Uh, quite nice
1: spices, and too.
5: Jack, by this time, I'm sure you're finished building your wall. And yeah. And you've, you've navigated around to where the fire's at.
4: Very proud of it. Maybe a little too proud.
5: <laughs> everyone comes back around. Doran, you smell bacon c- being cooked.
3: Yeah. Oh, hey, everyone. I uh, won $200 from that dwarf over there. Dollars? Sorry, I won, <laughs> oh, oh. Hey everyone, really? I won 200 gold from that dwarf over there. Oh. Hey, everyone, I won 200 gold from mm, that dwarf
0: over there. Really?
3: How much is that
0: in dollars? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's incredible. And I got
3: this awesome set of grizzly bone teeth dice.
0: Ooh.
4: They got 200 ones. gold just lying around in somebody's pocket. They could be buying supplies and they're pirating them from the river Rauvin and stealing from places. Oh, you noticed. I
3: haven't told you <laughs> any of that yet. I don't know. And I tell them basically everything Kraloth and I and I alone have learned so far. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're right. I, I didn't think about it that way.
1: They, this, what they're doing, and uh, I kind of gesture to Doran, what they're doing here is not sustainable. They're no. going to consume the land around them, and it's just going to bring more and more aggression towards them. Right now it's just the giants, but, and I tap on the Citadel Feldbar crate, it might be more than just giants soon.
3: It sounds like, though, Kraylov. that that's kind of what they want. I talked to a dwarf over there, and, and he said even when the giants are done, they would be ready for a war. They need a sense of purpose.
1: Yeah, they need they need something.
5: You hear the sound of a dwarven horn cut through the early evening, and then a voice rising above the town of Jonthar. Orcs! Orcs! Coming from all directions to arms! Orcs! Oh shit! Everyone roll for initiative.
1: Orc splitters like we.
3: Things are about to get real. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Katie Orrit and Merlin. See you soon,
5: robots. <coughs> Sorry, I'm talking like a fucking robot. Beep,
1: boop, beep. Robot, beep, boop. Robot beep beep. Black like a robot.
4: Beep boop beep. Beep beep boop boop beep beep.
2: Zero 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 one zero one one zero one one zero 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 zero
4: Black like A robot.